Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From our team to you, welcome to Season 2 of Convert Central. In Season 1, we've had the privilege of interviewing 15 converts across the months of Ramadan and Shawwal. This season, we have created a plethora of topics for every Muslim regardless of our background, our interests and our races. We pray that every podcast that we upload will be beneficial to you guys and meanwhile, enjoy listening to Season 2 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, the previous episode, we will join my CCT talking about attire in Islam. And for those who are interested to learn what Islamic attire is all about, some guidelines with Islamic attire, and to hear the advice that CCT is giving to all brothers and sisters who are starting out to wear more appropriate clothes for Muslims, do head down to the previous episode. But today, we are going to talk about uh, mosque in Islam and more affectionately known to Muslims as masjids. So these two terms are interchangeable. We are going to talk about the, the role they play for us Muslims in Singapore and, and some of the activities that goes on in masjids when COVID isn't around. So and for now, most masjids are closed except for certain prayers. So in Islam, the mosque holds a high significance in, in not just the religion but also in the hearts of Muslims. And uh, mainly because it is a place for us Muslims to worship in congregation as well as build a cohesive Muslim community. What normally happens in mosques is that people normally recite Quran together, you know, there are family carnivals and people distribute food at the mosque and there are some talks that happen in the mosque uh, on a weekly basis as well. So it's, it's very important and close to the hearts of us Muslims in Singapore because that's probably the only time where we get to worship in congregation behind an imam. Normally, it's harder for us to find people to pray together, you know, especially at our workplace that where we might be the only Muslim and, and as such. So the significance and also the, the station of masjids in Islam, they're also highlighted because the blessings and rewards associated with masjids in Islam is also very, very great. And Muslims are encouraged to attach our hearts to the masjid. So there's a hadith on the seven types of people shaded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. And one group of these people are people who attach their hearts to the masjid when they are young. Other than that, what are the functions of mosques in Singapore? Firstly, in Singapore itself, there are heartland extensions of Mu'is. So Mu'is is a central religious organization of Singapore. And different mosques in Singapore, near my house is uh, Masjid Muhammad Saleh. They are just extensions of uh, Mu'is uh, so that we are able to you know, either learn Islam or practice Islam within our own locality. So uh, there are places of worship for fire prayers, daily prayers, eat prayers, or even when we want to go to the masjid for personal worship, we can. There are also places of religious education. So, for example, some mosques, they do offer, you know, certain courses and workshops on, you know, certain aspects of Islamic knowledge. Do visit uh, the website of every mosque to learn about the kind of programs that they offer. And also, they, some of the masjids, they might have Instagram as well for people who are more technologically savvy. There are also social centers. For example, they collect zakat. They also have youth wings that younger audiences can join. And for other, you know, generally they have volunteer committees for ad hoc events. So these are what normally happens at the mosque outside of COVID as mentioned. But within circuit, uh, within COVID and uh, our phase three as, as of right now, it's highly, highly limited to just prayers. But inshallah, perhaps what, give, give you a year or two, our mosque will be up and running. And inshallah, we start to see the life and the bus back at the masjid. In Singapore especially, our mosques are quite interesting because the design and the architecture of our masjids are often designed based on the history of where they are located. So for example, in Masjid Sultan, it is designed in accordance to the Malay culture. You see some elements of the Malay culture in Masjid Sultan. And other than that, uh, Masjid Chulia, which is located in South Beach Road, they have South Indian elements. Beyond uh, these two mosques, you know, uh, Masjid Abdul Ghafur, 
they are also located in where the Arabs has a history, a historical significance uh, on the landmark itself. So it's designed in accordance to a Arabic architecture. So it's interesting. Uh, people in Singapore do mosque hopping. That means they go to different mosques to see the architecture and the design. Typically in a mosque, there is a main prayer area where people do their worship. There's also a secondary prayer area where perhaps classes are held. There, are, there sometimes are their classroom offices and libraries. So uh, it differs from mosque to mosque. Other than masjids in Singapore, in Singapore itself and many other countries as well, there are things called musolas. So musolas are designated prayer rooms. They are not masjids. They are accessible to the public. Uh, we are so blessed to have musolas in many, many different places. In Payaliba, there's a musola. In many uh, different malls around the, around the country, at offices, there are musola. Even in uh, certain army camps, there are places for Muslims to pray. So a compact list of musolas is online for anyone who is interested to, to find out. So anytime anyone needs to pray in Islam and you guys are not uh, close to a mosque, just hit up the, the list of musolas available online and you guys can likely find a musola that is close to you so that you guys can do your prayers. So that comes to the end of the uh, content section for today. So I'd like to ask uh, Sis Siti and I'll, actually I would like to know personally as well, uh, how was your first experience at the masjid? Were you intimidated? Uh, was it a nice experience? You know, Please share with us how was it the first time you were at the masjid and which masjid it was? I think that was when my second conversion in Singapore was happened in MCAS as well, the yeah. Rawakam. I think the the most behind the the, the Rawakam called Masjid Khalid. Khalid. Yeah, yes. I think Masjid Khalid, yeah. After our BCI class, uh, they give us a most tour over there. So I still don't put on my hijab on the time. So I think they, yeah. they advise us to wear some scarves to cover ourselves like, and wear decently. How, how do you yeah. feel when you were at the mosque the very first time? Uh, because yeah, we are in a group, so I yeah. I don't feel like lonely or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it's more fun because we have ustads, a teacher to tour us around and yeah. show us the interesting places over there. That was my first trip actually. Then after that, uh, I think when my, <laughs> I when I sent my children to madrasa, yes, in yeah. uh, Masjid Mujahidin in Queenstown. That's all. Yeah, second time. I see. Arkham does conduct uh, masjid tours uh, outside of COVID. So, uh, you know, next time, I, I hope it, the program resumes next time so that more of us can go. But I guess the takeaway here is that if you guys don't want to feel like singled out, you guys can go to the masjid in groups and really get your, your born Muslim friends to go with you. And I'm sure that, you know, everyone at the mosque, they are very accommodating and open to visits. So, we'll move on to the next question. So, I just want to ask you if, uh, you know, sometimes people see the mosque as the only place of prayers for Muslims. You know, are Muslims only allowed to pray in congregation at the masjid or can we pray in congregation somewhere else? Uh, we can pray everywhere, actually, because Allah never ordered us just to pray at the mosque only, right? Yeah. But if we had the opportunity to pray at the mosque, it's much, much more better because we had pahala of 27 times rather than we yeah. prayed outside. That's spot on, you know. Sometimes we might feel slightly confused when we see why there are people praying in groups, you know, outside of the mosque. It's normal. Uh, the mosque is just a place for us to focus and it's, it's just a place of convenience for us to pray together in, in congregation. But if we need to, we're able to pray outside the masjid as well. So do uh, understand that, you know, we, we are able to pray anywhere we like as, as CCT mentioned. So lastly, we talk about etiquettes a lot in, in our Fundamentals to Faith series. So what are some etiquettes of visiting the mosque? Wear decently, cover up your aura. Other than attire itself, 
there are some supplications that we can do when we enter and we leave the mosque. So when you enter the mosque, enter the mosque with our right foot, uh, because we, on a day of judgment, we want to be given our book of deeds on our right side. In, as I mentioned in the Quran, those who have been given the book on their right side, they are ones who are blessed. So enter the mosque with our right foot. We see a supplication. You know, if you can't do it in Arabic, you can do it in English. Oh Allah, open for me the doors of your mercy. And when we enter the mosque, we can pray something called a sunnah tahiyatu masjid. So that means uh, the, the prayer for greeting the mosque. So when we leave the mosque as well, we have a supplication that we can recite called, Oh Allah, I ask you for your favors. So why etiquettes in visiting the mosque is because um, the mosques are of such a high station in Islam that we do truly respect and we love our masjids. It's a place of worship and it's, it's a place where we really, uh, it's, it's a sacred place for us Muslims where we go in and, and we enter a mindset of, okay, we are doing this for the sake of Allah. So, which is why we, we have etiquettes associating with visiting our, the masjids around our, uh, our houses. So, that's it for our, our discussion pointers. For any questions that you guys want to post to us, do post it to us on our Instagram page. Thank you so much, CCT, for joining us for our two previous episodes. Really appreciate your, your sharing and also uh, your presence with us on the podcast. It's truly been blessed. For anyone who wants to learn more about uh, masjids and also Islamic attires that we've been discussing in the past two episodes, do check out Muslim Converts Guidebook that Daru Rakam publishes. We get our content from this book itself. It's available on their website under resources on their Darawakam website, along with many, many other free books as well. So, yeah, with this, we will again end with Tasbih Kafara and Surah Al-Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdika. Ashadu ala ilaha anta astaghfiruka wa tubilak. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal-Asr inna li-insana lafi khus ila ladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasabil haqi wa tawasabil sabr. Thank you so much, CCT. And inshallah, we'll see you next week. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.